0: Today's episode of Jam Session is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event that same day, have your tickets delivered straight to your phone, and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket, which is magical because printing things is hard. And if you can't go to a gamer show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you'll pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com.
1: Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Lippman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's August. Here we are. Almost at the end of the summer. What a a depressing phrase. But that means we have so much summer fare to evaluate, specifically summer music. Song of summer. Song of the summer. Here we are. Um, We'll reveal our songs of the summer.
0: I'm so curious what you'll be picking. Um, we're doing both 2016 and all time, Yeah, right? and all time. I have I have two ready for you. Great. I do too. we are going to get the reveal <laughs> live on air? We have not consulted about this? We also polled our colleagues. Some of them were right and some of them were very wrong. Yes.
1: Agreed. Um, and we'll get into it.
0: I love pop music. So this is like one of my yeah, favorite so discussions. I would like to like, talk about the definition of the Song of sure. Summer for a while. This is a topic I feel passionately about. Great. I've studied it for many years.
1: Okay. Um, I do recall reading you about this before I knew you.
0: Yeah, I. it was a thing that I made a lot of hay of. Sure. When I had to write a lot. Um, yes, yeah, so I evolved a very specific theory about the Song of Summer, which I actually, you know, there are rules. It can't just be, like, the Song of Summer is not your, like, personal favorite Mountain Goat song. The Song of Summer is a collective choice. Do you know someone who would reference the Mountain Goats as their favorite I'm song of the summer? actually just, like, subtweeting my husband right oh, now. Oh, I see. That's why I keep bringing up the Mountain <laughs> I Goats was right wondering. now. It seems like a safe <laughs> space to just, like, and he actually, he would not do that. I, I feel like I slander him all the time. He's a smart person who understands Songs of Summer. But, yeah, I don't like the Mountain Goats. anyway.
1: I, I don't know who they are, except I know that I, like, saw them live once.
0: You, but like <laughs> you saw them live, but don't know who they are. I, I couldn't
1: name a it's song. Actually for you. It's actually yes, it, right, one man. It's a man. right, one man. Yes, I saw him like in San. Oh my Francisco. god, <laughs>
0: this is way too much. Mountain goats on jam session. I'm so <laughs> sorry to everyone for like, you know, betraying our brand. Anyway, so the song of summer is not a personal choice. It is. Uh, A song that we agree on. Sure. As a nation, as a community of pop music listeners. Yeah, like when you were on the roof with a beer in your hand, what was the song that was playing? Exactly. And it's like, you know, what's the song that you hear everywhere on the radio, like people driving by in cars? I think wedding dance floors are an underrated component of the Song of Summer Experience because it's the song that like... You're excited to hear on the dance floor and also your mom, like after a couple glasses yeah. of wine, will probably dance to you. I think there's a real one year lag in that, though, because a lot of it's true. A lot of the time, the
1: planning of a playlist goes on in advance. Also, like you want people to be really excited. So usually it's like a song from like the previous summer or something.
0: That's true. Or and this is interesting because we should talk about timing a little. It's just that is always the song that came out in like January or February. Yeah. And so that everybody has had time to listen to it. A true song of summer is very rarely released in, like, July or August. Because it doesn't have enough time to reach enough people to to become a unifying anthem. Totally. Yeah, Um, it's usually a March release. Yeah, and it's actually gotten a bit earlier as the years go on and as there are so many different ways to discover music, sure. you know, which is another interesting thing that I wanted to talk about.
1: It's kind of interesting how, like, the summer season of both movies and music has just become, like, year-round. Yeah. And it's, like, I mean, it's, it's a, true. A, bro- a broader
0: discussion. Just because it takes a long time to get, to collect a large audience. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, it used to be that there were three TV stations, and you right. would go to the movie theater, and there was the radio, and that was it. And so, like, corporations had a much larger hold on- Sure, yeah.
1: We're giving you this and it will be popular. And like my primary music portal is Spotify. And I'm so lazy that right. I, re- I rely on like their recommendations and their playlist so often. Totally. So like, unless they have recommended a song to me, I probably haven't heard
0: it. So this is another interesting component of the song of summer that has changed a lot. It used to just be it, like, what was number one on the radio played a major factor in what the, like that was sort of the song of summer. If you held number one long enough, mm-hmm. you win. Um, That is not the case anymore because people listen to Spotify and people just like do things on the internet and listen to a lot of YouTube. And there are a lot of different ways to listen to music. So it's harder to measure like what's popular. Sure. Which is a... Death of the monoculture. Exactly. Justin Charity wrote a very good piece about this for The Ringer, specifically about the Billboard Hot 100 and how it's just like, it's much harder to measure what's popular. So... That's interesting, right? It's a little bit harder to decide definitively what the song of summer is. Sure. The the objective like number 1 on the Hot 100 all summer song of summer for 2016 is One Dance by Drake. Right. I'm not mad at that. Um I guess
1: I'm not either. I although I feel like they like Too Good was the second single. Right.
0: The thing is is that it doesn't feel as definitive of a song of summer anymore because there were Like, there are a bunch of different ways to have a song be popular. Sure. And you've heard a bunch of different things. So... I actually don't think that One Dance is the song of summer. Objectively, it's the song of summer. If you came to me and you were like, "One Dance is the song of summer," I'd be like, "Yes, That's a you've done point. your reading, and like, I respect you." Sure. as a pop music listener,
1: I think it also is dissonant with like the, the Drake moment, which feels like the right. second album didn't really, di- or not obviously not a second album. His most recent album right. hasn't done that well. He hasn't really had like a, like a, a meme come out of the second album. That's recent, true. Recent album, which is like a real Drake failure, because he's given us so many memes That's very and true. slogans.
0: And it's also like One Dance is a great song, but it's not. A particularly Drakey song. No. And there's, like, a whole other conversation to ha- be had about dance hall Drake and right. cultural appropriation, and I don't think that we need to go there right now. Sure. But it, for the purposes of the Song of Summer, it's not... Very Drakey.
1: How do you feel that um, festival culture has affected the song of the summer? Because festivals are so mainstream now, but also yeah. don't aren't like reactive to what's popular like at the moment because they're booked in advance and they just like are such a big part of like the the music scene in the warm months, but are not right. really connected to radio play at like at the same time.
0: Well, I mean, I think festivals and pop music are just kind of. I understand the festivals are popular and mainstream, yeah, but they don't really incorporate pop music at all, except for except for pop stars going to them to like be exactly seen. right. So I think it's just it's, it's not top forty, but it's pop, right? And song of summer that's an that's an important distinction. Song of summer is really a top forty, yeah, phenomenon. I still love top forty music. I also love top forty. I think <laughs> you and I are both so excited about this because we were yeah. just most like to listen to top 40 <laughs>
1: totally totally yeah so one dance was a nomination um what are some other ones that you think are in the mix
0: can i just tell you my sure it's definitely panda oh panda nice. panda
1: panda yeah which
0: so panda was number one but not technically i think it eventually lost the crown to one dance so mm. one dance has held the number one spot for most of the like summer sure may to now um but it did hit number one And it was just, a really, a true, fun song of summer is a phenomenon, like, Call Me Maybe, like, blurred lines, like, things that...
1: Yeah, I was going to say that, too, like, if you take them, they exist, like, outside of a moment, like, they're just, like, that was a song from that summer, whereas, like, both One Dance and Panda are, like, so tied up in, like, what's happening with Kanye and, like, the current Drake trajectory. Yeah,
0: but I just, at least, like, Panda is a little bit of... It's really interesting, right? Because we found out about it because of Life of Pablo, but it became more popular than that entire record. And like more popular than any future songs right now. Yes, exactly. And like, even though he's literally never been to Atlanta, but he's doing future better than future. It's (laughs) fascinating. Also, he's just like a super young kid, like is definitely like fun and creative. And
1: I know very little about him. Like what, like, what do you know about him? Where is he from? I
0: think I just told you everything that I know. He's from New York. Interesting. Interesting. And there has been this moment, he's 19, mm. there has been this moment of like, is he just this one-hit wonder that Kanye found or he did a freestyle um, for XXL, I th- believe, uh, Timmy Turner, that everyone is just like, oh my god, maybe designer's a genius. Um, so that's kind of interesting. You're watching sure. this person become a person in real time as opposed to Drake, like, we know what Drake is about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that there's like... There's a real moment there that kind of makes the case for me and also like honestly just panda panda panda. <laughs> it's so fun to say. And like you can't underestimate that. And the song of summer is really stupid, but just like go up to anyone and be like panda. Anyone under 40 will just be like panda panda back at you. <laughs> you can't underestimate that is like that you win. Um
1: do you think either of those songs will be played at weddings next summer? I mean that's tough, right? Yeah.
0: I bet one dance seems one more dance likely. Could definitely. Oh, Especially if you love Hennessy. Yo, you'll definitely play panda. You'll definitely, definitely play panda weddings. I don't know.
1: Not, not a lot of the weddings I've gone Late to. Late night I've though. Them. Like
0: when things get weird. Like after party. Yeah. Come on. Okay.
1: I don't know. I just feel like that one's gonna, that's in the come and go. I mean,
0: now when the now when the grandparents are still around. Sure. You know. Yeah. Like, gotta I gotta think, wait. I don't think like you're un, like Janet is going to relate to that. But <laughs> it's but that's fine. I think that it's still. It's just fun. That's the other thing. Like, a Song of Summer has to be truly fun for a lot of people. And that song, for whatever reason, is. It's like the magic bottle thing that you can't really I think if it's just one word that you say over and over again, very low barrier to singing along. I know. (laughs) Listen, memeability is crucial in the Song of Summer race. Also, it has an emoji. So it's just like it was already that's true I was already we've written about this extensively i guess one dance has an emoji as
1: well the dancing woman yes or like a glass of whiskey or whatever (laughs) i feel like there hasn't been enough made about the about the hennessy component of one dance like i i just feel like if i were hennessy i'd be um like just jumping on that for my advertising or there just be more like (laughs) gifts of like drake with like a drink in his hand I i don't know i just feel like we're missing out on some content here Maybe you should... As a content like, maker, yes, think about these maybe, things.
0: Like, maybe there's a connecting opportunity for you with a <laughs> check involved at the end. Maybe. <laughs> um, my song of the
1: summer is more of a sound of the summer and it is um, the Chainsmokers with Daya plus Sia because those two songs sound exactly the same. Hers is called Cheap Thrills and theirs is called um, Don't Let Me Down. And for a long time, I thought they were the same song because they yeah, sound I, so I was similar. Saying,
0: honestly, you put me... Got into my head, I... I guess I could tell now, but
1: those two together make up like forty percent of the airplay on pop rate on top forty radio right now. If someone listens to Kiss FM a lot. I yeah. hear those songs a lot, and um, they the only thing is like I don't know if either like stand the test of time. Like I think Cheap Thrills is more likely to. Uh, Do you
0: get excited when I one like of to those sing along? On? No, Cheap Thrills.
1: Like I think that's like a fu- yeah. like a fun one, but like. I just think that those two songs, because they sound the same, there's there and there's two of them are like ubiquitous, and like it's kind of depressing. But I I think that the Chainsmokers like really speak to like the derivative nature of pop music right now. Yes, and so like because of that, I'm like, yeah, that actually like really makes sense for like this exact moment.
0: It makes sense for the moment, but do you think that there's like the the crowd swell behind it? People are just like, yes, this song, because that is an important part of song. It's true to be like, (laughs) woo.
1: I think that Sia songs have long lives because Chandelier
0: is just a jam yeah. for eternity. Elastic Heart with The Weeknd I really like. Mm-hmm. I don't acknowledge The Weeknd. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just I don't Fair enough. Pass. Like please well, do Elastic not
1: Heart at me. Cuz the version without The Weeknd for you too. Okay, great. Um I think that song also has a long, long life. Um the one that's like Titanium, that one does like oh, Live yeah. Forever. A, I mean
0: that's pitch perfect's fault but yeah. yes. Yeah, sure. but
1: then she. I just was reading this interview with her that Rob Harvilla sent to me, where okay. like she, I don't. She just got so many songs. Like I don't know. Like Sia is, um, I think like filling the Doctor Luke vacuum right now. Absolutely. And, and she's like redefining the like so- the, the radio sound, basically, which I don't think she ever like meant to do. Yeah. But now it's like un- undeniable. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I was listening to the song that she wrote for Shakira, she is like such a chameleon in some ways, but it's like no longer is like a chameleon chameleon capability when like everyone just is using your songs.
0: Yeah, that's true. The tricky thing about her filling the Dr. Luke Void, which is a great point and is very true. Um all the fact that she exists and is recording her own songs as well just means that you it I'm just very aware when like Rihanna is doing a yeah. Sia Song or like Totally. Anyone else is just doing their Sia song, and you can, like, hear her singing it. And She's it's kind of, like, just... undercutting her own writing career. Exactly. And you know that, like, Dr. Luke, whatever you think of him, which is a very complicated subject. Sure. You know he's, like, lurking behind the shadows, but it's, it's like in the song form it's just the dna of a song yeah as opposed to like an actual person i yeah. guess actually now he's an actual person and i haven't really listened to a lot of dr luke songs since all of the cash allegations so I, know, well- I would be curious to hear whether I I should go back and examine my response to them, I suppose.
1: <laughs> well, this let's this so that th- that's my that's my choice for 2016,
0: yeah. but this is a good
1: transition to some nominations for our colleagues of the best summer songs of all time. And one of them that got like a lot of like, "Yep, that's a good one." Is Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Yeah, you
0: can't argue with that one. It's a
1: great song. Also California Girls definitely was yeah. a song of summer. So, there was that whole album. The Teenage Dream album is first of all phenomenal. Yeah. Second of all, like The Peak of Dr. Luke and Katy Perry, like, since has not had a song nearly as good. I really liked Walking on Air from her Prism album, but, like, nothing really took off that way. Yeah. And that's partially because she did was, like, more involved, I think, with, like, the writing, as with John Mayer.
0: And also then she, like, felt the need to be emotional and sing ballads. Yeah. Like, I don't know why she was just like, I guess I'm th- – 30 something and now I have to be adult contemporary which by the way you do not as a 30 something (laughs) year old woman living out in the world it's still okay to like top 40 Katy Perry I support you
1: um everyone seems to really like Katy Perry everyone who knows her in the same Sia interview she was saying how much she loved Katy Perry like she's like a great person yes
0: everyone but Taylor Swift yeah which is like possibly
1: that's the the real referendum on Swift not Katy Perry but um Sia was like She was saying that even though that writing for her didn't necessarily work out, like she really wanted to be friends with Katy Perry, which I thought was so funny and really sweet. But Teenage Dream is like, I think, a top 10 pop song of all time, let alone summer songs. Yes. It's just an anthem. It's great. It's incredible. It also launched a second person's career which I was thinking about today, which is Darren Chris from Glee. He had like a three year career Off on, the, of that on the strength covered. of that
0: that actually I say what you will about Glee, but that's a really special two minutes yeah, um, it's yeah really Glee. It was really and they're all in the little blazers man it was, it was very great sweet. And yeah. it, seriously
1: that like that that like kept the second season of Glee going and sure. also gave Darren Chris like a new career who until sure. that point was just like a Harry Potter super fan. He wrote. He wrote a Harry Potter musical.
0: I did not. Know. Oh, I did remember that. There's like
1: it's pretty catchy. He, I think he actually is pretty talented, but like not really like, f- like I don't know what you do with him. But anyway, he like at the University of Michigan wrote like this Harry Potter musical that became like a cult. Let
0: classic. your light shine. You know. Yeah. Good for um. him.
1: <laughs> that's so that was a, that's a really strong one. Pretty pretty hard
0: to deny. Another one that not- was uh, Allison Herman's nomination, yeah. and I wanted to like reward her because she was like. <laughs> I know this is lame. It's not lame. It's not lame. Katy Perry is not lame. She's not. I went okay. to her. I saw her in concert. She's not a good performer. but she, It was actually, I also saw the Prism tour. It was terrible, but yeah. whatever. It was just low energy, but the songs are great. Yeah. The, also, the thing about Katy Perry that makes her perfect song of summer is that she just buys the best songs yeah. and then produces the shit out of them, and it's like... The true perfect pop confection, which is what you want for "Song of Summer." It's not supposed to be a thing that you enjoy in concert. It's not supposed to be like a deep, challenging musical experience. But she is the best at like the truly enjoyable pop song. Yeah, she's like, just like turned that into a business. Listen to it in your car. Have yeah. fun with your friends. See it on Glee. It's all great. <laughs> It's, it's all
1: really good we're gonna talk more songs of the summer but first amanda can i talk to you about blue apron i would love to hear about blue apron blue apron is a food delivery service I've heard where, that. yeah it's pretty dope i get mine on fridays and i come home and there's just a great box of food waiting for me and, it ha- and i get it so that i have three meals per week basically so you can cook and they have all the ingredients all the instructions and like all of this information about the food you're about to have it's pretty it's pretty dope Blue Apron has established partnerships over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States, so I always know where my produce is coming from, and my meats, and my fish. It's great. can look them up online, see what they're all about. Their seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. The beef is raised humanely, the chickens are free-range, and the pork is raised naturally. All positive things if you've seen any of the horrific food documentaries of late. Yes. <laughs> uh, regenerative farming practices are used for the produce so that you can feel comfortable with that. And, in case you're worried, Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts. I don't know what a food desert is. I was going to
0: say, what's a food desert? That
1: sounds very bleak. (laughs) Thank you, Blue Apron, for saving those people. Uh, Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe so you're not even wasting food that's great for less than ten dollars a meal blue apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked home-cooked meals so far my favorite has been this chicken burger with zatar it's been delicious
0: oh zatar yeah that's so exciting it's really good
1: blue apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients you make incredible meals so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese robin noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com jam. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Again, that's blueapron.com jam. Blue Apron. It's just a better way to cook. Okay, let's talk more music. Um, Another really good nomination from Rob Harvilla Is Umbrella by Rihanna? Yeah, in March 2007. So this was like a huge, huge song for me when I was in college. Like I can, I just feel sweaty at the bar thinking about it. It was just so good.
0: That that is true for all of us. Yeah, I think we had a listen. This really, we had a lot of interesting conversations with the Ringer staff preparing for this. Yeah, Um, and I had we had a very interesting conversation with Ruby Edmondson, who is in a Song of Summer fantasy league amazing and she so this is the first year she's been doing it formally but she's been informally betting on the song of summer for a decade which is fantastic so i was talking with her about whether it's easier or harder to determine which is the song of summer and she was like it's getting a little harder there was that run where it was very uh, like it was just very clear and i think umbrella is possibly the clearest song of summer of all time yeah totally like you, no one will argue with that. It was literally everywhere. It was too much, really. It was
1: really good. And then the Chris Brown remix came. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I and the and I remember hearing the Chris Brown remix for the first time, and like you, he like he went into the studio alone like it wasn't like an official remix he was just really into the song and so he just like got studio time and so like they're saying like their tags up top and you hear him like interject really quickly and Chris Brown and then like goes into the song (laughs) and it's just like so amateurish but it really took off and then they dated obviously and then you know it went horribly wrong it was the worst um but that's like it's just that's a great a great song it's yeah. so good. It, there's so many also like just so many other rumors attached to it. That was like kind of the the real, like the mainstream it's, moment it's for true. Rihanna and Jay-Z. It's true.
0: Oh yeah. It also illustrates another key song of Summer Point, which is you need the instant reaction me moment. Like, I need if you just say umbrella to someone, Ella, eh, eh, yeah, okay, like which it, again is sort of like the panda thing, but it gets so one if one bit of it gets seared into everyone's heads, yeah. that's like a pretty good yeah success indicator.
1: It's a really great song. I still sure. happily listen to it now, and yeah, like of course that was a great Jay Z guest verse. Like everyone just did great on that song. I was I was really into it. God.
0: I did feel like as I was reading. Going back and kind of doing the history research, um, I, I had this moment being like, oh, my God, I remember when pop music was so good and yeah. now it's not anymore, which I know is not true. <laughs> I know it was just, like, nostalgia kicking in. And also, obviously, you forget all of the shitty-ass songs that were on the radio at the same time. Well, like, this was from... But oh, Umbrella is th- really, what a moment. Yeah.
1: It's from 07, which is when The Dream and Neo were both writing a lot of pop songs. Yeah. or And, like, that. that's, like, that kind of, like, R&B pop I love. Like, yes, I love... Agree. I love Irreplaceable by Beyoncé which Neo wrote. I love I love all of Neo's songs that he's written for Beyoncé <laughs> and Rihanna. So, like that was just like a great era of pop music in my mind and, and Umbrella is like the encapsulation of it for sure. Yeah. Um okay, some other some other suggestions of best all time. Um Jason Concepción said Regulate by Warren G. That's like hard for me to weigh in on because while it's a great song, like, I was just kind of like too young to really yes. like, know that. I mean, that it's moment. a great song,
0: but it's uh, I I wasn't enjoying it in 1994 in the moment i Me was not neither. i was not cool enough let's i was 10 and was not i cool. was really really into um boys to mend from 1994
1: and 1995. Like just so into them. That's what- great. Why that particular year? <laughs> um, I think it's when the two album came out. Okay. So like Water Runs Dry is one of my favorite sure. songs. And I I don't know, just around then they were really Boys to Men was my me. first cassette tape. Really? Yeah, end of the road. Mine was I vividly remember it. <laughs> Mine was um a CD- uh, a cassette single, and it was I Like Your Smile by Shanice. Oh wow. Yeah. I remember my local HMV had a room of just cassette <laughs> singles and I went there to get it. Um, another really good suggestion, but again, I feel I was too young for it, is Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison that Justin Charity yes, suggested. Yes, a great it's one. It's a great one. That's
0: a great one. <laughs> Though, like, that is a great song. It was not the 1996 song of summer. The 1996 song of summer was the Macarena. Like I'm sorry, we were all complicit. I'm not proud of it, but like I love dance crazes, so I am. I I love it. It's like listen, it's not all. We don't always make good choices as a group of like as a nation. I think our current political process is indicating (laughs) that. But like the you can't deny that the Macarena was the 96 song of summer.
1: It's so true. It's tough. That's really really true. Um, This is another controversial one from Melissa Bereznak about
0: 2007. Okay,
1: competing with Umbrella.
0: Yeah, that was the summer of Paper Planes by MIA. Yeah, listen, that was song was definitely a phenomenon. Like Umbrella was the song of the summer. I just there's no. I think I went to. There's no argument.
1: I went to Lollapalooza that summer, my one and only time going to a cool festival. And (laughs) who was at Lollapalooza that year? (laughs) um, Daft Punk. Okay. Which was pretty cool. All right. And then I think, like, Pearl Jam, which, like, I didn't really care about. Sure. Um, I saw Amy Winehouse, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's that nice. was her, her last American performance. So that's cool.
0: Oh, that's... Now I'm sad. Yeah, sorry.
1: Brought us down. That's anyway, okay. MIA, MIA, I think, also performed that summer. And like we were saying, All like, right. if you're on the festival circuit... Like at the same time that your song is popular, it's not that popular because they were able to book you for a said festival.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I guess that's true. Um, from Ruby,
1: 1995, Waterfalls. Yeah, I mean that it's hard to argue with that. Pretty
0: unimpeachable. What else did what we have in 1995? I'm just trying to. Let's see. That's
1: a really good one. I think that was the that was the summer of, Boy, of uh, boys to men as well.
0: Also, apparently, it was the summer of Kiss from a Rose. Oh God. Uh, So you know that's not a song of summer song, but I just let's just take a moment for Seal. <laughs> it was a, that was a good one. I mean, Gangsters Paradise
1: came out came out in that September, right? Too late, yeah. For a song of summer. Oh, it's also the summer of This Is How We Do It, and so that's like oh. an interesting one. So that was like more of like a March April release. Okay, and that song like really endures as like the fun song, but right. I don't really think it was like a song of the summer. It's also just so cheesy. Many songs of the I summer. Get so,
0: I mean, I guess I get psyched when both this is how we do it and Waterfalls come on. Yeah. This I, is I what mean, I'm saying. I'm I love
1: like, TLC. No Scrubs is my shit, go-to and karaoke. And Creep was this
0: year. Too. Wow. What a year. It was
1: 95 was really good. It was like on bended and and, knee. And
0: then and then Fantasy was number one in October. Holy shit. Oh, okay. my God. Sorry, man. Oh, fuck. And then One Sweet Day. I forgot. Woo. 95. 95. Okay. Good year. Wow. We just also really <laughs> just had an 11-year-old moment. Uh, that's OK. Listen, it's, it's good to have nostalgia. Um, speaking of nostalgia, Allison Davis had an incredible nomination, 1998, The Boy Is Mine, mm. which just brought back some real TRL memories. Are you more of a Brandy or a Monica? Brandy. I'm more of a Monica. I actually don't know. <laughs> have, you, have you ever,
1: and Angel of Mine were like very important bar mitzvah songs? Have you ever played the game Snowball? No, what? Okay, you didn't go to enough bar mitzvahs. Um, Sorry, you stand. Everyone stands in the circle, and like the bar mitzvah boy or bar mitzvah girls in okay. the middle, and okay. they start slow dancing with a boy or a girl. Okay, and um, then someone yells snowball, and they have to go get someone else from the, the large circle. Yeah. and it keeps snowballing until everyone's That's involved so in slow inclusive. dancing. That's I guess. So
0: nice. I guess so. Anyway, Angel we of Mine, we did not do that. Angel <laughs> of Mine, and have you ever? Were the two most important snowball songs? They're of, like of that. What was your most important? all time slow dance song sorry it's a um, different different podcast but we're doing this like from when i was 13 yeah i think angel of mine by monica it was really important to me i was also
1: unbreak my heart by tony braxton oh my
0: god i don't oh yeah that's really good though that's too emotional for a slow dance song in middle at school the age of 13. in middle school definitely where I went to school the most important slow dance song was Satellite by Dave Matthews <laughs> band so <laughs> now you know everything you need to know about me oh my
1: god that's incredible
0: that's really it was really it was like always the last one and you really needed to get like the best person for that one
1: Have You Ever by Brandy is one of the most important songs of, of, of my life like <laughs> it's just so emotional <laughs> have you ever loved someone so much you thought you'd die that's how it begins wow okay (laughs) so that really hits hard when you're 13 you just really like sad shit yeah i do i really do for such, I mean, for Snowball, obviously, you need a good slow song. Like, okay, but duh.
0: So Boy Is Mine, I vividly remember watching TRL in the summer. Yeah. And this was a big part of it. And I think, honestly, TRL was the home for much of our Song of Summer yeah, absolutely. Uh, discussions before we had the internet. Because, the Seaside Heights uh, house? Yeah. And it was also like, it, we were young, and it's not like you had that much to do in the summer. I watched so much TRL in the summer. I didn't watch any summer TV, because I was at camp and then on oh, Cape Cod. Yeah.
1: but. But TRL was, you know, obviously like kind of were the battleground for all of these. Sure. All of these song debates. Yeah. Um, also, genie uh, and a Bottle came out over the mm. summer and like took TRL by yes, storm. I vividly
0: remember that. And that
1: was a big one, too. I mean, that was like a that was a big moment. It was like, oh, Christina's here. Yeah, I remember hearing about that when I was at camp, like <laughs> someone on visiting weekend was like, there's this new song from a new singer. It's like she's like Britney kind of like so then do you just have to wait until you yeah. get home
0: from camp? There's yeah. no music at camp. No,
1: you bring music. So like the, the most the, the most seminal record for my women our age at camp. Yes, is the now and then soundtrack.
0: Okay, and what's on the now and then side? I didn't go to camp, like, so a lot I lot of know so- what's happening here. Like Sugar Sugar by the Archies. So like oldies. Knock
1: three times. Okay. Yeah, oldies. You're not
0: doing, I mean, that's great. Yeah. I
1: love- I and then, love then also, oldies. like, usually it's like-, like weddings, a one-year lag. So, like, sure. one-year ghetto superstar, like, was really, mm. really popular. Okay. And so it's like the song, you know, it's like as it comes up. And then I hear songs now all the time, and I'm like, if I was at camp, we would be making up a dance to this for the talent show. Okay, like, wow. Like Little Mix and Fifth Harmony, great great music for work 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 yeah. yeah i bet that song's really popular with like 13 year old girls at camp this summer <laughs> they're probably working on their dances <laughs> right now right. yeah sure i like that song it's good it's very sexual so it's actually very inappropriate yeah, right
0: but, but so of okay. songs that we listened to when yeah, we were 13 to- we just
1: didn't know it's totally fine i actually think they missed they missed time fifth harmony they should have pushed them a little bit because boss is also a good like michelle
0: obama like yeah. they it came it was like march like yeah some, it was too like early that. and it was also too close to rihanna's work yeah which is a song that we did not really talk about in the context of song of summer because i think it was a little too, too early. early but like wedding dance wise like yeah. that is the song work work yeah totally I Played twice at my wedding just twice I, wow yeah, i asked them to run it back <laughs> nice Oh, so, there you go <laughs> that's
1: great um more suggestions danny chow said i need a girl part two I do like that song very much. Sure, that's from, that's from 2002, which I can't believe feels more recent than that. But
0: impressive. I mean, here that that's a great song. Uh, Nelly's "Hot in Here" was also 2002, so I like. I don't know what to say. That that's, was a, that was really big for me. Yeah, that I think Nelly wins that one. Yeah, that's a great song. Hot in Here, so good. How did you Wait, know? Wait, what was your Nelly recommendation for songs? Ride with me. Okay, yeah. Tate nominated "Ride with Me." That's a good, a good one too.
1: Okay. what a time nelly owned the turn of the century is what we're saying to (laughs) nelly really really true (laughs) i mean that's great you know i like nelly a lot um micah the coolest kid in school said for this year it's pick up the phone by young thug and travis scott which is obviously incorrect we've already established that. yeah it's
0: i mean that's a great song again it's a little too cool
1: um are you ready to reveal your greatest song of all time yeah a summer
0: song of all time yeah are you excited i I have a feeling we might pick
1: the same one you go first
0: Mine is Crazy in Love. Oh,
1: nice. That's not mine.
0: Yeah. Mine's Call Me Maybe. I mean, Call Me Maybe is a close second, but Crazy in Love was just 2003. It was all you heard. Beyonce's first, number one. I vividly remember it was the summer after my first year of college, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, nannying for the summer. and And I, like, would drive the kids around, and I just remember the tiny kid in the back being like, put on the uh uh-oh song a bunch, (laughs) uh, which is how you know that your song has really, like, like reached a full audience You've is done when it. a three-year-old is like knows your song yeah crazy love forever
1: that's a really good one i forgot about that yeah beyonce i feel like i don't know she's like not not in my summer life
0: yeah but that one that one was it was really the only time yeah that's true and she, you know when we were talking about festivals i was thinking about her like epic uh Glastonbury performance mm. of Crazy in Love, which was after the fact, right? But like, if you can even conquer the festivals with your song, you're a true, it's true. song of summer champion. It's true.
1: And the British festivals have been going on for longer and like have more cachet to Americans, so I feel like they're a slightly slightly different category. It's true. I don't I don't like hold that against the artists in the same <laughs> way. Um, mine's calling Maybe from 2012, yeah. Really bolstered by well, you know, the way they made it a big song with by Justin Bieber doing like a fake viral video for it.
0: Totally, the phenomenon aspect is very real. Yeah
1: and then the olympics like all of the olympics like the swimmers did like oh, their yeah. plane video and yeah like it just really took off with the help of the london olympics which is probably my favorite olympics ever that's true and it just was everywhere and it's like she i think i think you know she's not a one-hit wonder because like all her
0: the- album her second album actually the first album was very good too by the way yeah
1: she is like a talented musician yes um it's funny she is like our age which means she's old for pop music especially when she um debuted so like she kind of like never had a chance to like go like fully mainstream or feel fully Katy perry basically but she's been like pretty successful given like the extremely fast rise of that one song and the fact that she insists on having bangs there was
0: absolutely no guarantee that she would follow up with it yeah follow at all, and like I think, her the album that she did with Call me maybe I think it was called Kiss was very good but did not sell a lot, right? Um, and then she was on Cinderella and people were like, hmm, I guess Car- Carly Rae Jepsen is done, yeah. And then she worked with Dev Hines and figured out and like made a really great album, right? That again didn't sell a ton but now she's sort of like critically yeah adored
1: yeah she i mean she obviously is more than just like a top 40 pop singer yeah not there's anything wrong with being that there's not um but she yeah i think when she was kind of like allowed to go in like the musical direction she really wanted to it sort of yielded better music but less critical less mainstream success although more much more critical success yeah i feel like all the music heads love her they really do. They're like, oh, yeah, like, and, you know, I'll tell you what's, what's really good. It's right. Carly Rae Jepson jam. Right. So, what's really, really good, though, is Call Me Maybe. What's really, really, really
0: good is Call Me Maybe. <laughs> and she, like, you know, I can't stand high-fidelity people at all, but, like, even even true music nerds were like, yeah, you can't really deny Call Me Maybe. Yeah. It's
1: so good. When I hear it, I'm just, like, instantly excited. It's I'll listen to it on a loop.
0: so good. It's just a
1: real pump-up jam. Um, one song that I wish I'd mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that we both like, Blurred Lines. I
0: thought you were gonna say Uptown Funk.
1: Oh yeah, well that too.
0: Um yes. Both great recent songs of summer, both wedding dance floor killers. Yeah. True killers. Uptown funk is maybe the greatest wedding dance floor song of all. I think all time. it I think it is too. Also because wedding bands can play that really well. Yes. That that's great. Yeah, that's an interesting thing that we didn't really explore. And I guess like the wedding dance floor song is related but different than song of summer yeah i think that the reason like songs will like endure though is like how easily it is for
1: uh yeah a band to play it and uptown funk is like written for a band when
0: when they start trying to cover crazy in love i just like run and hide it doesn't it doesn't work Um, out well but a man or a woman it's not good (laughs) because of
1: bruno's register a man or a woman could sing it well um and you know it like it calls for instrumentation so it's it's good yeah it really works out well and and like And Blurred Lines, just that beat is so good.
0: Uh, The summer of Blurred Lines and Get Lucky was my favorite summer. Yeah, 2013. It was a great time. I understand that those are both, like, hugely derivative songs. Like, people who are live in the 70s, like, please don't lecture me unless you just want to send me cool 70s songs (laughs) to listen to. Like, I love disco. I understand that neither of them that they were both borrowing. Right. But I loved the way they borrowed. Yeah, great job. I had a great time. Still psyched every time I hear either one of those songs.
1: I, I feel the same way. I heard Blurred Lines in the Car over the weekend, and it was like a great time. I was like, let's run this back. Two, yeah. Two more times with Blurred Lines. I'll do it. Yeah. And I I think that also, um, as a TI fan, he's got a great contribution sure. on that record. <laughs> it's, really, it's really good. He's an Atlanta man, isn't he?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Another like summerish song of Atlanta um provenance mm-hmm. is Yeah by Usher. Oh, 2004, what a year. That was that was a great 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 album. I love Confessions Part 2.
0: There's <sighs> yeah. so many great songs
1: out there, Amanda.
0: What's your before what's your all-time least favorite song of summer? Um oh, interesting. My all-time least I mean, favorite my, song of summer. I ref, again, I refuse to acknowledge Fancy, but mm-hmm. there was no other alternative. I Was yeah. not here for that. Interesting. Um, I don't
1: know. I feel like I've blocked out all of the ones I don't like, and I just focus on the pep. Um, if I had to pick, hmm, I don't know. What are some other ones that I that I'm not thinking of?
0: Just fancy. It was the worst. Fancy. That was, was a really dark year. 2014 was just like a very bad year for pop music. Yeah, which I think we should. Which we should remember as a way to be grateful for what we have now. Totally, we really had like a incredible first six months of the year in terms of a lot music. of really a music. lot of people had just been holding on for, like, had not released anything in a long time. It's true. Um,
1: Formation is just starting to get like radio air radio play here in LA, which I think is really, oh, really strange. It's very delayed, obviously, and it's like only even on like some stations. It's weird. It's interesting. Like Beyonce just. Like she doesn't need the radio and just doesn't try yeah. and they don't and they I've been also hearing a lot of
0: sorry actually.
1: But... Yeah, sorry. but that's true. Sorry's been on too. That'd be a, that'd be a fun one to like, you know,
0: yeah.
1: late afternoon coming home from the beach, just pump sorry. Whatever. Yeah. I'd always rather hear Call Me, maybe.
0: How about both?
1: Yeah, both,
0: totally. Okay, great. Are
1: there any music stuff you're looking forward to in the fall? I feel like fall's worst music period.
0: Um it seems like there will be a Taylor Swift album. Oh yeah, which I'll be interested in. Okay. Um, I don't care about Lady Gaga, so I know mm-hmm. that. Did, have you ever? I you know listen like I, I like Poker Face as much as anyone. Sure. That that was fine. I didn't. The moment was not for me. More generally, I you know me like the theater kid aspect. Sure. Of, I get a little nervous. Um. That's been in the works for a long time. I will say that Mark Ronson has been rumored to be working on it, and I like the music that Mark Ronson produces, and I also like the way Mark Ronson looks. So <laughs> I'm like excited for both. It. Of- I will enter with a vaguely open mind. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if anything else has been rumored. Well. Pop wise, I'm just talking. I'm just yeah, talking pop top forty right now. There's a lot. Taylor oh, Swift will probably on. take over. That sucks. I forgot
1: about that. However, I do love "Shake It Off." When that comes, when that comes on, I, I'm happy. Yeah, that came out in late August, and there was a lot sure. of a lot of discussion about that at the Grantland office in August 2014.
0: I mean, I think there was everywhere that yeah. awkward Yahoo live stream. Though I would say, like, I, if you release a song in August, it's too late for Song of Summer. Right, you're, you're just you're crashing spinning spinning the forward. party. Yeah, you're you're
1: looking for like September. Yeah, celebrations. Get yeah. out of here. All right, this was really fun. You know, 1995, I think, is the big takeaway. Yeah, I'm gonna (laughs) what a time. Gonna listen to a 1995 (laughs) playlist as soon as we're done done recording here. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Thank you.